Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ, John, Travis here again to use DynastyTradeCalculator.com and everything that it just presents to you for to help you winning your league. That, that's, again, what we're here for. It's about that time. We are entering into week 11, I think. And I know safe leagues, I think John was very gracious enough to look at the actual rules. The deadline is week 12. So I said it before and I'll say it again. It's it's about that time. You, you should know by now if you're going to compete. You should know by now if you need to rebuild. You, should know you don't by know now. by now. You should not be playing. Yeah. You should know by now if, you know, you just want to get a little younger. You know, you're not going to push this year, but you're not going to blow it up because there is in between. There is in between. But we might not even be talking about that this week. We are just going to go ahead and start talking about some players. I'm starting off and, you know, usually I have these other two fine gentlemen here to make me sad with the players they'll bring up. But I'm going to do it myself. And I want to talk about Trevor Lawrence. Thought you might be going there. Because I really like Trevor Lawrence. I really was so happy with their offense last year and ecstatic when Calvin Ridley was brought over there. And then week one happens. He puts up 30-something fantasy points. And then apparently he's like, no, nah, that's it. I'm good. Um, so Russ's three years of waiting had been validated. Yeah, for one week and that's it. Um, but... And, and again, like this past week with San Francisco and San Francisco, not only their defense got healthy, but they just the, the league allowed them to add Chase Young to their team. Like, why? Like, come on, NFL, do better. Um, so, yeah, like this week was worse than it hopefully will be, should be, can be. But like, it's not been great for for Trevor Lawrence. And I guess what I'm about to ask is two well i'm gonna two questions first of all trevor lawrence or the 101 well, i mean <laughs> for that i'll go 101 yep same here man trevor lawrence is in the calculator hold on i have to scroll down at 47.4 and the 101 mm -hmm. is in at 40 so technically technically Trevor Lawrence is more valuable than one than the 101, but I really can't imagine maybe for a few days. Maybe that decision. You know, when we just talked about CJ Stroud last week, and like CJ Stroud, even on the calculator, was like below uh, Lawrence, I believe, just a week ago, below Tunga Baloa a week ago. And then we had this conversation, and then boom, all of a sudden, Stroud is above both Tua and, and Trevor on, on, on the calculator. And it, it, it happens quick. This, these values fluctuate week over week. And I think by next week, uh, it's going to be pretty consensus that that uh, the 101 is over Trevor. Yeah, and that's going to make me sad. Um, so I pulled up scoring for my leagues. Again, is a little higher than most leagues, but Lawrence averaging 16.7 fantasy points, uh, quarterback 25 in points per game, which is Yikes. not great. Yikes. That's for a... someone who was a first-round startup pick in super flex drafts this past season. Can you name just a few of the quarterbacks that are above him? Oh, they're probably in the list. Uh, no, okay. So I'll name ones that aren't. Okay. Well, Will Levis is in there with pretty much the same thing. He's sixteen point seven five. Gino. Oh, oh yeah. Watson, Matt Stafford. Probably. Hey, QB twenty. Joe Burrow is there. Like okay. Russell Wilson, Baker. Like Jordan Love is still at twenty points per game. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Like there's 
a lot of names up there that make you mm. feel not great about yeah, not to mention the goat Sam Howe. So mm. well, Good no, I, that's why I didn't bother mentioning him because <laughs> he deserves to be there. He belongs up there. Uh, but okay, so I brought a more realistic um the 106 and the 107 equal 48 points, which is 47.4 to 48. So two mid seconds for Trevor Lawrence. Again, this is along the lines of a rebuilding team more or less because you want you know, Trevor Lawrence is still only 24, you know, plenty, plenty young. There's probably going to be quarterbacks coming in his age or older this coming year. So, I mean, like he's not even considered aging at all. So I guess you're going to have two mid first shots where maybe, I mean, I doubt QB three falls that far, but maybe running back three wide receiver three, I mean, tight end one will be gone and tight end two won't be anywhere near that high. So, I mean, we're talking, uh, what do you guys think? Like two mid firsts for Trevor Lawrence right now. I'll probably take the picks. Yeah, probably. It probably is. Well, I mean, like, uh, so Caleb Williams and Drake may will be gone. And then quarterback three will probably be in the mix because, I mean, whether that's Jaden Daniels, who's emerging uh, in, in recent weeks, or whether that's J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix or Bo Nix or who I, the, the, there are several that are in the mix. It's a quarterback three, probably off the board as well. But Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably off the board. Yep. And Brock Bowers is off the board. But that's that's five. And then you basically get the best of the rest, te- like top two, like right after that. Like, I think I I would definitely say, like, at this point, I'm signing up to get the best of the rest. My preferred two top options outside of the obvious elite ones, wherever they may land. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I'm okay with that. I'm not out on Trevor Lawrence. I'm not either. By any means. Like, I, I still like him. But I think what we are seeing is that Trevor Lawrence, unlikely to have the uh, the potential to get into that, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes territory so we're probably looking at a guy who pretty good for your quarterback too like love having him as my quarterback too i'm not spending quarterback one prices <laughs> to get a quarterback yeah. too i'm just not like right. you you read a bunch of guys they're scoring similarly that's a lot of times why i attack my quarterback too with a much cheaper quarterback because i can find quarterback two level points are a lot less expensive so because that's what the entire league is full of right now yeah a lot yeah. of them <laughs> some teams don't even QB. have that <laughs> right yeah i mean we man I, I was looking looking through the numbers uh just recently and like we just you know from like 2009 to 2015 you know you had like the golden age of quarterback play because you had the primes of all the best quarterbacks to ever do it in the league at the same time you had mm-hmm. peyton manning and tom brady and aaron Rodgers. Uh, and and Drew Brees and um, you know Philip Rivers and Big Ben and Eli Manning and Carson Palmer and Matt Stafford and uh, Matt Ryan and all these players all in the league at the same time, just putting up bonkers numbers for like the majority of a decade. And now this week, none of them are here. Like no, they're they're all gone. And so we have this QB talent void. And it's not that they're all bad, the, the ones that we have remaining. It's just that they're not as good as the golden days that we got used to just you know less than a decade ago. So we just kind of have to adjust with with what we have now and recognize that there are a bunch of quarterback twos compared to what we were just used to not too long ago. And the rough part is like up until this past week, Jacksonville was on a five game winning streak. So it's not like the team is bad. So like I don't think we see a change in the offense. I think they do what they're doing because it's working for now. 
you know, maybe when the season ends, they'll bring in, you know, more offensive weapons. Maybe they take one of these like six or seven gigantic wide receivers in the first round, you know, but it, Trevor Lawrence seems to be better for real football than for fantasy. And that just kind of sucks. <laughs> like that, that's where I'm stuck at. And honestly, I, I think it's going to completely be my personal bias flag just flowing in the wind, but I think I'll take Trevor Lawrence at that point with the two mid firsts, because I'll say that now until names are there, because I know I'm going to fall in love with some of those wide receivers and it'll make me change my mind. But for right now, I still believe in Trevor. So I'm going to yeah, stick just, with that. just go watch Malik neighbors after we're done here. And no, and we'll, I don't want, and, not, and yet, not yet. Not yet. I know I've seen, I mean, I've seen highlights, but like, no, not yet. Uh, so my list is an interesting list and these what was, are do, all... do you have last week's list for us because i think trevor lawrence was on there right yes he i was. did not include any of those players i'm very curious where did all three of us put trevor lawrence on that list last week fourth above justin fields and below lamar stroud and tua okay and we all we all had him there we yeah. all had him we all had him fourth field so we were all right so <laughs> i don't know fields might be above now because fields <laughs> Because feel this back. We'll see how feels is when he comes back. All right, so here's the list: Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, and Anthony Richardson. I'll go first. Go for it. That's good because I'm not ready. <laughs> Me neither. <clears throat> I will put Kyler Murray first. I know he he wasn't perfect this last week, but he's still 26, and uh, I know he might have a Call of Duty problem, but like he's actually uh, still seemingly very good at football, and he seems to be uh, very mobile now. And it wasn't just like what two years ago that he was like a top three, four he overall like startup pick than QB six in points per game. Yeah, it's just like so to me. I think we're a few weeks away from him regaining a lot of the hype and steam. Um, that he had just a couple years ago and so for me uh, he's run away top of the top of the the pile here um after that you could swing for the fences with richardson but um i'm not that guy so i think i just based on how long i believe i'll have lawrence and uh and i i'm not moving off of him uh completely i think i would put him second and then i would probably put uh dak prescott third Goff fourth and Anthony Richardson fifth because he has the worst passing profile to get drafted in this century. I'm different. I know you are. <laughs> That's fine. So uh the easiest thing for me to put here was Goff at fifth. Um I was really curious if your Murray hate would push past that. It doesn't. Uh Goff is fifth. I actually go Anthony Richardson first. I I think he's got the most value on here. Like any of these quarterbacks, I would trade for their value for like a tier or two below quarterback and whatever I can get on top. Does that make sense? Like uh, if I can get a first plus some other quarterback that is still going to be putting up similar points, I would take that because these are all guys that I don't really want any of them as my elite quarterback one. It's just I will pay a lot for get to get one really good quarterback and then I won't pay for these guys that I think I would slot in as my QB two. So 
because of that, Anthony Richardson is number one, but I just want him for his trade value. <laughs> I think he's got the most trade value on this list, and I will be trading all of these guys if I could for another quarterback and a pick. Um, that said, <laughs> I think Dak's got the least of the remaining three of trade value, even though he's probably the one that like maybe I could trade Anthony Richardson for Dak plus something. But because of that, I think Dak goes fourth on my list. But look at that. Kyler's not even fourth on my list, Ralph. I, I am oh, in progress. 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 I can't decide between Kyler and T-Law. Who's second? Who's third? Uh, can I give them both a two and a half? No. <laughs> that's cheating, man. <laughs> oh, that's cheating. Um, I think I'll still go Trevor Lawrence. Uh Ah, uh, I don't know. It's really a coin flip between those two for me. I have doubts for both of them. Uh, try to think if there's any tiebreakers. Like the, the Jags have, I don't know that they have better weapons. I don't know that. I don't know that the Cardinals have better weapons. Who's got a better draft pick for next year? Uh, the Cardinals are going to have. If yeah, they want. it's gonna be the Cardinals. Right? Marvin so, Harrison Jr. So yeah. God, I mean, like, I mean, they, rejection, if I knew he was there, that would that would be the tiebreaker. That's how close it is for me. I don't care. You would you just want to write something in your Google spreadsheet? So go yeah. ahead and put Trevor Lawrence over Kyler for me for now. Um, if somebody offered me one for one, I don't know that I'd answer it either way. That's probably the breath yeah. of fresh air difference. I have Trevor Lawrence lower than the rest of you. That's very disheartening. Um, so I also have Anthony Richardson first for all of the reasons John mentioned. I have, I think, one share of him that I always have one share of just about everyone because I have that many teams and just in case. Because, yeah, his value is just through the roof. He did more than well enough to keep himself. Had he not gotten hurt, he'd be a first round startup pick easy. He might still be by the end of this season. Um, because even though Dak is killing it in fantasy points right now, it doesn't matter because he's older than 27. Like, you know. Um, but I'll go Richardson first, Kyler Murray second, because I would love to have Kyler Murray as my QB2. And I still don't think you need to pay top five, seven prices for Kyler Murray just yet. And I love Kyler Murray's debut being on the same day as the Call of Duty debut. Like that was just poetic. Like the that proves the NFL is scripted. That that's that's just what that is. But yeah, Kyler Murray, he's good. He's playing. So I, I'm back into saying, yeah, he he should be on your teams if you want to score points. I have Trevor Lawrence above Dak for that for those ten years. You know, that's really all it is. I believe it's in Trevor. Pretty big, pretty big difference. And while, yeah, like I, I'm not completely sure that Dak is 34, but I know he's around that area. I'm not worried about Dak retiring anytime soon. I'm not even really worried about the Cowboys moving on from him. But still, that's that's a lot of years and a player I believe in. So I'm willing to to put that ahead. Dak's 30, by the way. He's only 30. Yeah. No. Oh, All right. Yeah. So that's still six years. There's um, a reason you're not worried about him retiring anytime soon. Well, yeah, that's and even Goff's better. Like, I don't even think Goff's 30 yet. Goff came into the league super young, so I think he's like 29. 
Yeah, still put, don't care. <laughs> um, well, I mean, also, like, Jared Goff is the one dude that on this list that feels still feels replaceable. I know the Lions are doing really, really well, but I don't think it has anything to do with Goff. That's 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 harsh. I don't think it's that pretty harsh. With Goff. <laughs> yeah, like that he he's feels practically replaceable, but he's not. They're winning. He's not going to probably get replaced. But like that's what's keeping me on the bottom because he's feels- already been replaced on one team. Like it's happened yeah. to him. We saw him get shipped off. Yeah, I mean that happens. But. I think that Goff has reached the magical tipping point in the NFL, in which you've started so long that you're way more valuable than we fantasy folks could ever even imagine. Like the same thing happened to Kirk Cousins, and and he just was like, "Hey, I I'm gonna keep sticking around, and I'm gonna keep on putting up back in fantasy QB one numbers, and no one's gonna care because he's not dynamic enough as a runner." But yeah. I think he's just good. And I think that Goff is just going to perpetually be a value in every single league. And that's why I rank him higher than most, because he just keeps putting up points, even though we thought he was replaceable three years ago. Goff's uh, the anyway. one I'd rather have on my team. If we were ranking okay. it, would I rather yeah. have on my Because there he's you. cheaper. Like, if there we're doing go. player per, like, player cost or whatever, yeah. you can divide somehow by their cost, uh, he's going to be higher. Because, like, I will invest in him. I would rather, like, seriously, if I had Anthony Richardson, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, Goff and Dak are great targets to tear down yep. and add something else with it. Like, that's yeah. exactly how I want to play. Like, that's exactly who I like to target everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just, yeah. All right. So, John, you have running back and you told me I shouldn't be scared, but I'm still. Oh, you, I never bit. said you should be scared. It's a running back, but you said it's going to be gross. So, I fair mean, enough. Fair enough. I mean, most running backs are gross. But we are, like you said, going in the week 11. It's time to start thinking about adding running backs to your team. <laughs> We're almost there. It's almost time to add running backs to your team finally. It's week 11. Um, yeah. I joke. Uh, no, but he's not. I'm not joking. <laughs> we literally have a team where we have been talking about uh, adding a running back for what, like three or four weeks? And every week I'm like, uh, let's just wait yeah. one more week and see what happens, right? And that's why John looked up when the trade deadline was. <laughs> that is why I looked up because I was like, "When's the la- how, how long can we wait?" Hey, I think we're are we in first place or something? Yes. Like we are getting by. I don't know who we have at running back. But well, we know. only have Kamara. We had to start yeah. like Corderell Patterson yeah. one week. That hey, we might have started Devin Singletary this week, and it worked out. Like, but whoever it is, like we're starting a terrible second running back because we're yeah. forced to start two. And every week we're like, we should go get one. And then by the end of the week, I'm just like, eh, let's, let's just wait. We're getting keep waiting. We keep winning. Why would we add a running back? We've been able to do it without him. All right. We are eventually going to add a running back. Maybe. Um, Maybe. All right. So Joe Mixon. Right now, I because of this team that – so Matt and I are the team that we run together. We are in the exact same scenario for us as the team that me, you, and Matt are, uh, are in. Like we have been trying to add a running back, can't get somebody for as cheap as we want. Um, but we are clearly a good team and hopefully it'll be a late first. So that's the scenario that I am bringing to the show. Late first, Joe Mixon comes in at 15.3 on the calculator. That's actually equal to the 111. So I'm going to be annoyed if I give up my one, my, my first, and then I come up just short in the title, even mm-hmm. though you cash, I wasted it on Joe Mixon and I didn't win. That pissed me off. But yep. Is that the right trade? Which which do you want? The one eleven or Joe Mixon? 
there are players I would feel so much better about Let's using not name that them yet. to acquire. I'm not going to, um, but I did just pull up my scores again. And ever since the buy four weeks ago, Mixon has scored 20, 17.8 and 12.5. This week was absolutely saved by a touchdown, but they did. Yep. The Bengals just didn't look very good this week. Um, so he's not doing, he's doing better than he was at the beginning of the season. And of course that has to do with Burrow getting healthier. And then we had one beautiful game of T Higgins being healthy with Joe Burrow being healthy. Uh-oh. Um, so like, look, yeah, I think you'll be fine with Mixon as your RB2. You'll pray he has one of those ridiculous spike weeks, but he's not, I don't think he'll lose you a week. And honestly, if you have to start two RBs, uh, that's fine as, as RB2. I just, I don't, I'm not thrilled with spending a first on Joe Mixon. This is exactly why we have not acquired a running back yet either. Because we both feel the exact same way. Uh, Travis, what are your thoughts? It's interesting if we're talking about 2024 first, because there could legitimately be zero first round running backs in Dynasty Rookie Draft next year. So like, if you're comparing him to, you know, some kind of running back that you would replace him with, you know, just by implication, not using the pick and getting Mixon instead. Like, there's just no one next year that I would probably prefer over Mixon, especially if it helps me get the points and gets to win now. So I think as much as it does make me feel kind of there, I think I would probably do it if I was a contending team. For the 111 or 112 in pod, you know, in that range. I need I need this list before I start naming players that I would feel like I ugh, like I ugh. I just want right, to double check real fast Joe Mixon's contract because I think he's just this year, right? He is. Uh right? Uh no, he oh, is uh no he is actually signed through next mm-hmm. year, it looks like. Yeah, he yeah, he's he's got uh, uh, some non-funny money uh in next year's contract uh, or next year's yeah. Believe, Which so. looks like you would. I mean, it wouldn't be massive. Uh, at least I'm looking at uh, Spotrack and or Spotrack. I don't know how yeah. to pronounce it. I still have no it, idea how to say that. Yeah, I know. But it, if they were to cut him, it looks like the cap hit dead cap would be 2.75 million. That no. seems like a lot, but I mean, we're talking about the NFL, so that's not. I don't. I think that's kind of throwaway money, honestly. That so, is like for our bank account. Yeah. No, that is not. Yeah away money and if it's a salary cap yeah they don't care about yeah. that so i mean there is the potential and they would save a good amount by not mm-hmm. having him on the team yeah. next year but who are they um, gonna get they yeah they have that's, not that's to the try and is, replace him yet yeah like who how would they replace him they don't have somebody waiting to take over the spot exactly yeah i don't know who the other free agents are but they're probably there are some, there's some big ones. It, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it wouldn't be like, hey, that's an obvious upgrade over Mixon. You know, that's just not, yeah, just wait if for they Antonio cut Mixon. And Mixon was a free there. agent, the mm-hmm. best running back on the free agent market would probably be Joe Mixon. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, uh, so he's probably there <laughs> next year. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and I old, mean, that, old I, running backs, I'm gonna keep yeah. producing. So, I mean, that. That makes me feel a little bit better about giving away the late first. I'm obviously going to try <laughs> other ways than giving mm-hmm. that up. Here's my sec. Here's a couple of seconds. All the thirds that I have, mm-hmm. all the fourths. 
everything but the first. Yep. Uh, but let's do the list here. It's just it's four guys, and then I have a quick question afterwards. Uh, so Mixon, Ramondre, Tony Pollard, Derek Henry, Titan playoff was- time, fantasy playoff time, Derek. Oh, the second the, the temperature drops, it's Derrick Henry time. Um, yeah, but it's freaking hot still. It's, it's almost Thanksgiving, and it's hot out. So, wait, Joe Mixon, Ramondre, Derrick Henry, and Tony Pollard? Yep. Yeah, those are all, those were names I was thinking of. Joe Mixon, I believe, to be outscoring all of them in points per game. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Ramondre yeah, yeah. is 27th, Pollard 23rd. And Derrick Henry, 17th. So Derrick Henry is above him, but also Joe Mixon has not put up a three-point game like Derrick Henry just did. Yeah. Derrick Henry is the reason that I – he was the one I was initially going to bring because of that game he just had. And I was like, oh, value-wise, like, it's right there on Mixon, actually. Let's talk Mixon first. (laughs) How much older do you think Joe Mixon is than Ramondre Stevenson and Tony Pollard? Probably only like two years because I know Pollard was in the league for a while before, you know, yeah, he's Pollard's gotten his shot, which already, yeah, isn't um, really all that great. Uh, he's barely a year older than Pollard, and I don't think he's even two full years older than Ramondre because yeah. Ramondre actually came into the league old too. He was uh, like, he was a Juco player and uh, he put up like 2,000 yards in Juco and then he stuck around in Oklahoma and he was like already 23, almost 24, I think. Yeah, I guess Ramondre's 25. Yeah, he's 25. But yeah, that's why I grouped these four together because they're all similar age. Obviously, Derrick Henry is older, but way more productive uh history. So I was curious because th- this is this feels like the list of they're not super young. It's always easy to go young when you're giving away your first. These guys don't all feel like they have a long possible future, we'll call it. All right. I'm I'm good to go. go um, I'm going to put Derrick Henry first because I still believe Derrick Henry can do Derrick Henry things at Derrick Henry's time. Like he's probably just like resting up for you know he doesn't want to use all of his stiff arms until it's November, which it is now. So like it, it's about to be time, and I. We've seen him have the ceiling consistently, and that team I get is in a very weird spot, changing over quarterbacks and all of that stuff. But still, it's Derrick Henry, and I'm fine with that. He's I probably won expect- you a title in the past. Yeah, I did not expect to have Joe Mixon second, but I do. Uh, he is the safest to me out of the rest of them. He is probably the highest ceiling too, because it looks like. You know, Tony Pollard had a really nice start to the season, but has not done anything because I think Dak has just been doing too well. So I'm going to put Mixon second, Pollard third, just because of what the Patriots are turning it have turned into. So like, I want nothing to do with that team pretty much. So Henry Mixon, Pollard Stevenson is my list. Travis. I think I will go Mixon, Henry Stevenson, Pollard. For me. Now, does Titans fan play into Derrick Henry not being first? I think it's hard not to, but I think I also just have a healthy understanding of uh, the the Titans having perhaps the worst offensive line, if not you know bottom three in the league, and a non good quarterback at the helm. Also, um, I'm sorry, folks, that you know th- thought Levis was going to be the truth. He isn't, and uh, and Henry's 
already lost some efficiency this year and I don't think it's going to get better. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think I'm okay riding him out if I have Henry, but I'm not, you know, it's just, it's frustrating where he is. And uh, Mixon, I think, has a little bit more left in the tank, given where he is uh, age-wise, contractually, usage, everything. So I think I'd, I'd give him the edge. I did too. I have Mixon number one on my list. I think this is the first time I've ever put Mixon over Derrick Henry in any list yeah. we've ever talked about. Same here. I wouldn't have done it probably even, I don't know. I know even a couple weeks you know? ago. Yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> you know, Bengals homer, I, I am. But uh, so I have Mixon Henry. Then I have Pollard. Then I have Ramondre. Um, I just the Patriots are a disaster. Other than like Gronk and Brady, I've been trying to think: <laughs> Have I ever been in on Patriots players? They kind of Lloyd did pretty well for a while. Then honestly, I, I kind of feel like they're almost like the Washington and Jets for me. But they had a really good quarterback and tight end that I liked a lot. So like you know, but outside of that, man, the, the Patriots running back situation has always been in a void. They've never had a wide receiver since what, like Randy Moss a million years ago for like a little while. Um, yeah. So, uh, Ramon 2007 Ray's season, though. <laughs> what was that? His 2007 season, though. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was a long time ago. Yeah. So, wow. All right. So, I mean, Ramondre was my easy fourth. Pollard, I feel like he should be higher on this list, but I can't put him over Henry or Mixon. No. Granted, he could have had such a monster game over the weekend. Could've. Dallas, like James Coe's tweet of that, uh, you know, scene passing out the cake and everybody getting in a touchdown with Pollard was just fantastic. <laughs> Kudos to you, James Coe. Uh, he could have had such a bigger game. And I really do think if he would have had that bigger game, I think it would have been harder for all of us to rank him as low as we did. Like, well, so here, I just pulled up scores. So he had a really good first three weeks. But starting week four, nine points, 8.4, 17 by week, 6.5, 9.3, 5.5. Yeah, it's not it's not been great. And like you said, I think it's mostly because of Dak. It's not like there's a bunch of other, I mean, yes, other people did get rushing touchdowns. But it's not like Rico Dowdell is really cutting into his workload or anything or his opportunity, right? I mean, it's just, a, I don't know. I, I feel I, like he should be hired. He started on my list for a reason. He's been right. disappointing. So. I'm really glad to have an updated analogy for Lamar Miller because this was like Lamar Miller is why give him more touches, give him more touches, and then he gets more touches, and then he's just mediocre. This this is what the fear was. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Pollard was great when Zeke was still on the team, but that doesn't mean he should be an every down back. It doesn't mean he should be the RB1, and it's sort of playing out that way. I'm exactly. thankful I, I don't have him because I, by the time he was about to be a stud, he was approaching his second contract. And, you know, for me, I'm just like, yeah, all right, that's already, he's already too old. All right. Real quick question. So though, that's what you can get for about a late first. There's some other guys that are younger that I wanted to touch on because they do give the quick upside. So I'm curious if any of these guys would be lower than the old guys. For me, this seemed like all of them, I would rather have the younger guy, um, uh, Rashad White. He was he was obvious that I would rather have him. Anybody disagree? Yeah, he's just younger. Now, yeah. Three okay. weeks ago, no. <laughs> what about James Cook? Like last night, got benched, but then he came back. Obviously, I've never been in on James Cook. I'm no. not in on him either, but I 
I, I, I'm sorry. I think I said that the wrong way. The younger guys that were around this range were tricky for me because they didn't, I didn't want them. And I figured I'm just going to give, I'm sorry. I, I messed that up. So James, James Cook, nobody wants him. Not over, no, not over the bunch that we just talked about. Pacheco, I don't want him, even though I like no. him and I have him on a lot of teams. I don't feel like giving my late first for him. No, no, no. I'm definitely no. not giving him first. He had a nice stretch in the middle of the season, but he hasn't done all that much. And then injured, but was producing like crazy before he was injured, but coming back soon. Kyron Williams. Oh, uh, I, I, thought you were, I thought you were leading HN and giving us an easy answer. On no, HN, HN, obviously way above. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Doesn't that feel yeah. weird to not want the younger guys? I I don't know. The, Williams, I'm I'm. Are you I in on Kyron with Kyron because they haven't found Actually, anything yeah. that works with him gone. Yeah, I think I'm. Yeah, I think I think I'm in with, with Kyron. Right, so you guys, would, I I would do Rashad White. I don't think I want Kyron over like Joe Mixon. I don't think mm, I want him over. Yeah. Henry. If, okay, I will asterisk this with if Stafford okay. comes back, which they would, say he will. I would prefer Williams over Stevenson and Pollard. Yeah, for sure. Easily. He's probably in the middle. I, I might just – I don't know that I would go out of my way to swap any of those three. Oh, that that's bit. that's a very okay. different question because like, I don't think Kyron is like long-term what he is right now. But he is what he is right now, and that's kind of what matters for running backs. So if I have one of those old guys who I think will score at least similarly, I'm not going to bother. How high up would you have Rashad White? Would you have him – Above Mixon and Henry, above above the first four that we talked about. Yeah, actually, I think I would. Yeah, now. yeah. I, think yeah, I, yeah. Would. I mean, I I was really high on Rashad even coming in. I was like, yep. you know, I really liked him. He's he's been inefficient, I guess. But he gives a possible his, possible gets, upside future. He's you know yeah, yeah something clicked and he's you know he did it a little bit at the end of last season and it went away for a while but now it's coming back so like if. If thing can stay clicked in his brain, I think he has the yeah, ability yeah. to be a low-end RB1 for a year or two. All righty. Well, that's running back. I don't, right. I don't think it was as gross as you thought it could have been. It, not at no. all. Not at no. all. Obviously, just go get Raheem Mostert instead. He's way cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Boiler all right, up, man. Boiler up. What tight end are we talking about? Trey McBride. Oh, yes. Love it. 28 like targets. This in the last three weeks and 250 receiving yards and a touchdown and Kyler Murray's back and looks like he's, he's just Bay for Kyler Murray. I mean, what's not to like, I don't even know where to rank him because uh, it's definitely above Kyle Pitts. Hmm. What do we have to give to get Trey McBride? (laughs) I love, I liked Trey McBride. I liked him coming in. I, especially with tight ends like I'm, I love when they'll come in behind someone like we knew Zach Ertz was still going to be the guy for a year or two I never wanted to be like this I never wanted it to be because Zach Ertz got hurt but like this was coming it's here though you know and I'm ready for it so I really do like McBride so I I'm, I'm excited and interested to hear where this is going to go what's he come in pick wise Travis uh, Trey McBride comes in uh, at, at the uh, your, your mortgage, I think, is what it, it comes in at. Because uh, he's eight eight point eight actually in fourteen teams. Up, oh, I didn't I didn't make it uh, tight end premium. In gotta go teams. 12, 12 team superflex tight end premium is what we typically. Yeah, do that's here. that's like the base. So that's what we go okay. with. Okay, twelve team superflex tight end. Pre- okay, that'll, that'll change things real, real quick then. Twelve point seven for twelve team superflex tight end premium. 
And uh, so coming in at the calculator. Um, That's just slightly less than the 112, I think. Yeah. yeah, that is right under the 112. So you're looking about like an early, early second round pick. So, but if you compare him to like, you know, any tight end not named Brock Bowers next year, there's no one else that's going to be coming in even in the early second. So I don't know. What do, what do you guys would, think? Let's do the pick first. Would you, where would we get pick wise? Like start 201? Yeah. I mean, I would give the 201 for Trey McBride. I would as well. Um, I, I believe in him coming in. I liked him, and especially in the tight end premium league, the further you get away from 0.5 and higher, I, the Cardinals have always used tight ends, and McBride is a good tight end. So I think this isn't a fluke. I think this is real. So I would easily do that. Would and you I, give your contending first for him? Yeah, um, I think I would if I was in a situation, if situations ended differently, but I have a team where I'm competing and I only had Darren Waller on my team. And I, I, I didn't say it out loud. Last week we talked about, or was it last week we talked about Kate Otten? Um, I ended up offering a second for him because he or he was on the list with Johnny or something like that. He did not put up points this week. No, he did not. But still, like I, I gave a, a second for Kate Otten to throw that in there. I would give the one twelve for Trey McBride because again, I think this is real and it's a premium spot, a player I believe in who is putting up points. So like that checks boxes for me. I would struggle to give up a late first because there's a chance it ends up being the, you know, 108, 109. So probably not taking that gamble just yet for Trey McBride. If or I if I, know, you. if I know where it's at, maybe. But who are you getting at the late in the late first, Travis? Give us names. Yeah, if I were to tell you that there's going to be six first rounders at wide receiver next year. And, you know, the last one was probably going to be in the mix because – and it might be like seven because we're talking about so Marvin Harrison Jr. of Ohio State and Malik Neighbors or Locks like that's going everywhere. And believe it or not, even though he's been injured this year, Emika Ibuka has actually been drafted in like ninety nine percent of all mocks <laughs> uh, and like in the first round, so he's probably in the mix. Xavier Worthy of Texas is in the mix. Uh, Keon Coleman, Florida State, uh, he's kind of a monstrous frame. Um, he'll be this year's. Quentin Johnston, but um, actually good. And then, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, sorry, week. too soon. And then, uh, and then Troy Franklin of Oregon, who just ran on field over 22 miles per hour uh, on his uh, his first of two ridiculously long uh, catches uh, this past weekend. So that, there's really like, there's more than a half dozen. And, and really, there's a couple others that might be in the mix as well. Like, it's, it's an absurdly deep wide receiver group. The target this year and you have brock powers and there's going to be at least three quarterbacks if not four going early ish so i don't know like that's when you when you really start getting through it if like if any running back gets a really sweet spot too so does that change because like trevin trevion henderson if he has a crazy run down the stretch and gets top 40 ish capital after all um does that change things we call that a future rust problem uh, <laughs> So, okay. yeah, I, I would still send the pick for the player because future I, Russ is so often so upset with past. Uh, Russ. <laughs> never look back. Never look back. Um, I'll find a way to get into the end of the first again if I want to get into the end of the first. Like, I'll trade okay. for picks if I want to get in there. But for now, winning is 
you know, pretty on the brain. And I do, again, think McBride can help me do that. So I will still give up my competing first. I don't think I'm giving up my competing first just because the risk of it not turning into the 112. Um, I don't I, I don't want to risk that upside of the pick, which means yeah. my team did worse, which means I would lose in two different ways and would piss me off even more. Um, but if it's the 201, like if it's locked at the 201, I am perfectly fine with that. I'm honestly probably fine giving up like what looks like an early second and my competing second. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because then it's, you know, maybe it's the two oh, maybe it turns into be the two oh one and the two oh eight or two oh nine. I don't hate that, <laughs> but I would be really pissed if I gave up what yeah. I thought could be the one twelve and it turns out to be the one oh seven, one oh eight. Like that would feel real brutal. You just so. need to be better at judging your teams, then, John. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and by the way, I forgot to mention. I don't know why I did, but Roma Dunze for Washington too. So. There's just there's a lot of guys. I would I would hate to miss out on any, any of those because I, I went for Trey McBride, but I would try to do some kind of package deal like like John said of uh nickels and couple dimes. A couple of seconds. Than, yeah. Sure. yeah. All right, so what's we, the list? Who's yeah, on the list the, here? Like the list. Okay. Let me pull it back up. So the list for Trey McBride. Um I, I'm I'm just I'm interested to see if you guys actually rank him over any of them, just because I'm I really like McBride coming in just to frame it this way because um not even not even in his final season which he dominated like crazy but there's a there's an insane stat he actually caught 100 of his team's receiving touchdowns in his second to final year in, uh, in college yeah it was a shortened season doesn't and it matter was, yeah but like he caught all of his team's receiving touchdowns <laughs> that's just i mean it's a wild stat when you look look back on it Pitts so, is still number one on my list yeah wait Okay, whatever. Uh, he's still going to be included on the list. So, oh my God, is he on this list? He's on this list. Oh no. Yep. Kyle Pitts, right. Dallas Goddard, Evan Ingram, Cole Komet, and of course, Trey McBride. Can we put Kincaid in over Komet? Yeah, that's fine. Actually, he was going to be the name I almost put on, on the top of it, but just given he, he did pretty well. Because I got to believe Komet's last for all of us, right? He was, yeah, he was going to be for me. So let's let's throw Ken Kate in there just because I'm in, I'm interested interested to see where you would rank him. Same. <laughs> That's why I wanted to put him in. So Kincaid, Pitts, Goddard, Ingram, McBride. All right. Um, I can go and I'll figure it out as I go. So Pitts is still number one on my list. I whatever. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to give up on him. Uh. At this point, John is what we are called pot committed. <laughs> I am pot committed. No, I, I will continue to add him. Look, something's going to break. Either the Atlanta team's going to break or he's going to break and just be like, get me the hell. <laughs> like it, it will eventually break. Honestly, how age, age wise, Pitts is probably still one of the youngest on this list. Is, you might is be. He, oh, yeah. Is I, he younger than McBride still? Um, yeah. I think they're both, the 20, they're both 23, I think. Okay. He was the only one that I was kind of in question. I'm pretty sure he was younger than Kincaid. I thought I remember that. From yeah. The yeah. Kincaid is, is old. Yeah. So well, Pitts is number one. He's Kincaid 10 years younger than me. He's 24, but <laughs> Kincaid, is, uh, Kincaid is number two on my list. Number five on my list was relatively easy. That's Evan Ingram, um, which is kind of strange because he's putting up, you know, average 
production for a tight end. I don't I don't mind checking the box when I'm putting my starting lineups together on Evan Ingram. I am going to try and ignore that Goddard's hurt, and I'm going to put Goddard three and McBride four. I will say that if I am a contender, I have Goddard, and I am starting somebody terrible at tight end. Uh, you know, I pulled Tanner Hudson off the waiver wire and threw him in this week. Yay. Uh, and somebody offered me McBride for Goddard. That's a one for one I would do instantly right now. Um, so they're they're relatively close. But overall, I'm still going to put Goddard three, McBride four. Don't really have a problem with him. If Like jumping Goddard. <laughs> if Goddard was healthy, I, I, I wouldn't have McBride above him. So I, I don't want to knock him too much just for the injury my list is so different than yours i am sure (laughs) i still have dallas goddard first um wow i am ignoring the injury as of right now but he's good he's on a really good offense and that's not gonna change they howie roseman just hangs on to tight ends until the tight ends legs fall off um i have evan engram second because he's the tight end four (laughs) Yeah, um, Isn't he really tight end four so far? That's why I don't have a problem checking the box on him because he's, he's scoring for me, I guess. Oh, he he dropped to six. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's there. He was four last week. Kittle felt like being Kittle. Um, so yeah, I, I like Engram. Like I, I said in the beginning of this show, I like that offense. Engram is a very big part of it. I have McBride third and... That's really just because he's scoring the points right now, but I am by zero means giving up on Pitts because I agree with John. Something, they are bent so far. Something does have to break soon. And they're not winning, finally, which hopefully... Thank God. Which hopefully, and hey, Bijan finally got like 22 carries in a game. Um, But like, yeah, current situation does matter a little bit. So I'm going to put McBride first, but like breath of fresh air and all. And Kincaid last. It's nice that Kincaid is finally a part of the offense. It's weird it took Dalton Knox getting hurt for that to happen, but here we are. But, I mean, I was never as high on Kincaid as the rest of the world seemed to be, especially in Buffalo. So, yeah, he's last. I mean, it's not like like, there is a tier after Pitts, between Pitts and Kincaid, but it's not like the biggest thing in the world. What's your list, Travis? So I guess I guess we're all a little different. I'm just going to put McBride above all of them. Um, I, I was just really high on him as a prospect even coming in, and uh, he's got great opportunity here to really produce on the stretch and see his value continue to rise above, above and beyond uh, this entire bunch. And um, I would actually put Goddard slightly last, right below uh, Evan Ingram, and I would put uh, Pitts over Kincaid. I would put Kincaid probably in the middle. I was also not very high on Kincaid uh, coming in. Uh, he was great at jump ball contested situations, and he'll do that and you know get schemed wide open a couple of times like he was uh, in last night's game. That's that's fine. But I think, um, uh, yeah, McBride, Pitts, Kincaid, Ingram, Goddard. And it's not like they're all – none of them are bad. It's just I really love the upside that is with Trey McBride. Yeah, we helped no one in that one. Well, you're <laughs> welcome, everyone. Let's well, get I mean, it up and the, confuse everybody. That's the it's most kind of the story of tight ends. That so. is definitely the most different. I, I, that's crazy. As, as I can remember. But mm-hmm. on that note, we are shutting down the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. 
Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse, John Bosch at John Bosch FF, Travis May at FF underscore Travis M. Uh, ring the bell. We're out of here. I feel like I usually say something else, but I forgot. Bye, everybody.